not only is it so much work to be a teacher, but it's more work than any other job to get a day off, whether it's right. you're sick or you are feeling major burnout when you honestly need to take a mental health day. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Your sick days are a promised benefit of your mm-hmm. job, but you might feel like it's more work to use them because sub planning can take so much time. And that's what we are here for. We make that so much easier for teachers because we have done the planning for you. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts, action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Let's dive in. Well, hello there, Burned In Teacher. Welcome to episode 133 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. As always, I am so grateful and so excited that you joined us here today. You just heard the pre-roll of Kelsey Sorensen, who is our guest today on the podcast. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her here in just a second. But um, I just wanted to let you know, obviously, this is the third episode of April. And normally, I've been doing only two. There's a specific reason for for this. Um, As you'll hear Kelsey and I talking about here in this interview, um, I am the keynote speaker at her online summit called Educate and Rejuvenate. We're going to give you all the details in the interview. And in the show notes of this episode, you will find a link that will take you to the registration page. And so you can pay your $5, get registered as soon as possible so that you can attend any session that you feel meets your needs depending on your burnout type. And this is the perfect time to get yourself set up in June to start to rejuvenate for the next school year. What I've learned recently is I put out a poll on Instagram and I just out of curiosity wanted to know who of my followers is actually planning on returning to the classroom. Over 95% of the people who answered my poll said that they were returning. So this naturally gets me very excited. I will be returning to the classroom next year. And what I've learned through my experience is that if we've especially had a rough year, a rough go of things, things didn't go the way we wanted, whether it was personal or professional challenges, we have the opportunity in the summer to, of course, take the time to rest and rejuvenate, 
but to also plan ahead and create a vision for what we want next year to look like. The fact is, is that if you've had a rough year or things haven't gone as planned, we of course can take time to step back, relax, practice some of that conventional self-care, but then you know how I feel about your next step, right? Like you have to take some action. We can't just say that we want things to be different and then do nothing differently and start the new school year next fall um, without any new tools in our tool belt, without any new thoughts, beliefs, or habits that we have adopted or um, plans that we have made to set ourselves up for success in the classroom or in whatever role you'll be taking on next year in education. So we'll talk about that a little bit in this interview as well. But what I really want to encourage you to do as you're listening to this episode is think about your own journey and your own values and what could have possibly caused your burnout and what you think will be the next best step for you to help you to grow through it. You're going to hear in Kelsey's story that she took sort of an unconventional route when it came to her her teaching journey. She started out as a teacher, had a baby, and decided she didn't just want to stay home. She wanted to stay in the classroom, but in a different way. She decided to become a substitute teacher, and through substitute teaching, she realized a huge need that was out there to help to serve her teachers, to serve their students. So I don't want to spoil the entire interview, so I'm going to stop there, but my main message here before we dive into the interview is I want you to think about how you can be grateful for the challenges. And the only way we can be grateful is if we use those challenges as a catalyst for change. And that's exactly what Kelsey did. It's also exactly what I did. There are many, we do very different things, but it's because we used our burnout, we used those challenges as a catalyst to do things differently. And therefore, we're able to share these beautiful stories that in the moments that we were living them were so hard, but now we're able to look back and even be grateful for them. You know, I've often talked about, and you'll hear Kelsey and I talk about the fact that we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now had we not experienced our own hardships. And so I want you to use that same momentum that we have gained. I want you to to look at these opportunities that are here right now in your lives as a way for you to do things differently. And that doesn't have to mean you leaving the classroom. For some of you, maybe it will in the future. But for a lot of us, especially as I've learned recently, for a lot of us, we will be returning to the classroom and we get to decide. We have an opportunity to decide how we want to visualize and plan um, for next year, for when things get hard. You know. I will be sharing a little bit more in upcoming episodes about what I'm doing to set myself up for success next year. Um, I feel like I had a great year this year in kindergarten, but I know things can be better. I know that I can do things better. And there are some things that I know that I'm going to keep the same. But I know this because I've been paying attention. And I plan on using this summer to, um, to rejuvenate myself, but also to up-level Anything that I feel could be better, that I don't want to always be part of my teaching story. And um, 
So that's what I love so much about this interview with Kelsey is it really caused me to reflect on my own journey, my own challenges, my own quote unquote failures that I experienced and how grateful I am for them. And as you're finishing up this school year, you know, we're going into May, um, I'll be out of the classroom. Well, I'll be done teaching for the 2021-22 school year. Um, May 26 is our last student day. So I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately on, you know, what my summer will look like and the, the tools that I want to um, put into my tool belt and the books that I want to read and the content that I want to create to support you going back into the classroom next year. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Kelsey Sorensen. Kelsey is a former teacher and a sub turned current homeschool mom and business owner. She has helped hundreds of thousands of educators cut down planning time and balance the many roles in their lives with her time-saving resources, blogs, and her new podcast. I am so excited for you to hear this interview. And like I've already said, use it as a way to think about your challenges as a catalyst for change. And that can look very different for every single teacher out there. Your journey is yours. My journey is mine. And Kelsey's is Kelsey's. So think about your core values. Think about your vision for yourself. And I hope that this episode helps you to dream big. Let's dive in. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We're so excited. I am so excited to have you here. And I know the listeners are just going to love your story. So thanks so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here, Amber. I have loved following you on Instagram. It's so fun to finally connect and record this episode for your listeners. So I'm really happy to be here. Awesome. Well, let's just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about you, where you are in the world, and what you do as an educator. Yes, I would love to. So I, I mean, as you said, I'm Kelsey, um, and I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, and um, I have taught a variety of grades. Well, I taught third grade and then I subbed in K to six for several years. And then um, I decided to um, kind of transition to do wife, teacher, mommy full time while I was homeschooling my kids. Mm -hmm. um, as my kids got older, we decided to homeschool them. So it, that that's kind of my teaching now. Um, mm -hmm. So I homeschool them and I um, run wife, teacher, mommy. And it's been a great a great way to, you know, kind of still be in education, but it just looks a little bit different than it used to, but mm -hmm. I love it. Well, you've helped hundreds of thousands of teachers, so the impact that you have had on our profession is just profound. But I want to back up. We're definitely going to talk about wife, teacher, mommy here in a little bit, but I want to back up to your years in the classroom uh -huh. and then um, maybe talk about your burnout story and what you did to move through those challenges you were having and then what what caused you to go from classroom teacher to substitute teacher? I have so many questions about that. If you're <laughs> <Yes. here. laughs> For sure. Okay. So while I was in the classroom, um, I feel like, I don't know, so my burnout story. So, so I guess it was kind of my final year and that's when I decided that full-time teaching was not going to work for me at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was pregnant. So, mm -hmm. um, I was pregnant and teaching and, the pregnant, it was my first pregnancy. Um, I haven't been in the classroom full time since then. Um, and it was just such a challenge to try to manage. My emotions were insane when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. My first one, especially, I had a really tar hard time trying to manage, you know, planning all of the lessons, getting everything done for my classroom. 
while also I feel like I was just going through a lot emotionally too. Mm -hmm. I kind of, with all of my pregnancies, I've had um, postpartum. Um, and I kind of talked about that on my podcast as well. I had that the worst with my third one, but with my first, it was while I was teaching. So it was kind of different mm -hmm. where I was, you know, physically having to be at school every day, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, there was one time I like passed out in my classroom. Oh my gosh. It was just like, I just was it's kind of like I almost have it blocked out because it was so mm -hmm. stressful. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I can relate to all these teachers who listen to your podcast just because they are so burned out trying to do all the things. And, you know, kind of what I talk about a wife teacher mommy is like, you know, we're a teacher, but we also have all these other things going on in your life as well. And when you bring that all together, it's like just a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it's interesting that you bring, you know, this up because I think it's something that's not talked about enough is that we are a profession full of women. Yes. Um, of course, we have our amazing male teachers, you know, and, you know, lots of different – lots of different people and lots of different seasons of their life. And I think with with a profession that is so emotionally draining and taxing um, – that we don't consider the different uh, stages of our lives that we are in as women and what it is that we are being challenged with or being blessed by, you know, maybe For however sure. you look at it in different, you know, in different viewpoints, but um, that that is sometimes not considered. And I remember sitting in a meeting, um, gosh, it was probably my second or third year teaching, that um, our principal, you know, stood in front of us at a staff meeting and he said something along the lines of, you know, I know that you have things going on in your own life. When you hit these doors, it has to stop. It has to stay out of the school. Uh. And I remember thinking, and I had just had our second daughter, and I know that now looking back that I was dealing with some postpartum that I did not deal with correctly. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, how do you expect – woman, man, you know, whatever – how do you expect a human being to shut off everything that's going on in your life and put on that – I've heard someone call it a teacher game face and just smile all day and pretend like everything's okay. Like to a certain extent, like you you can't, you know, within reason, you can't right. just expect somebody to just pretend like everything's okay if things are not. Yeah, it's so true. And so many teachers, they don't have like the tools to learn how to like, how to do that, you know, I mean, and right. you can't fully do that ever. But it's like, you know, when I was teaching, I didn't have a lot of the tools I have now that I'm like, now I feel like I would handle like those situations while I was pregnant a lot better than I would have them because I've learned a lot like through coaching. And I think you teach a lot of the same things yes. with your um, burned in teacher and your membership and everything. Um but it's really like you can't completely turn it off. You need tools to deal with those situations as they come up. But um, so many teachers, I did not have that. And that is why I ended up and like I love the path my life has taken me. And like, you know, I'm happy where I am. But I feel like I could have stayed in the classroom and been OK if I would have just had and even known like if I would have known about burned in teacher at that time, you know. <laughs> well, it's so interesting <laughs> that you bring that up, too, because I didn't have those skills. Yeah. I lost my cool many times in situations that were not as bad as what I'm even dealing with this year in certain situations with my kindergartners that I now am just like – I actually was just having a conversation um, with our school counselor before this interview and we were talking about our very – these very challenging last couple of days. And I said, you know, I have learned certain strategies 
to get myself to a better place when in other situations in my life, I prob- or in other times in my life, I, I would have snapped. Yeah. And there, th- this is because I have done that work, you know, that is so hard and that not, not everybody knows about. You know, this is why therapy is so important, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Being able to learn those strategies for managing your, your, your feelings, your emotions, your anxiety. Um, it's not for crazy people. It's for, it's for, you know, people who really just want to get some tools in their tool belt for managing that stress. And if you don't, if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, you know, yeah. it's not, it's neither good nor, nor bad. It just is. But man, I totally feel you. Let's face it. This year has been another doozy, and now that I'm back in the classroom, it has been more important than ever for me to stay focused on my core values, mindset, goals, and my habits. As a teacher in today's world, it seems like there is always something new and hard that can easily throw our lesson and or life plans off track. But when I began to burn out many years ago for the fifth time in my six-year teaching career, I told myself that crying to and from work grading, prepping, and planning on nights and weekends, and Sunday scaries was just part of being a good teacher. The current challenges we're facing in education today are monumental. All of these challenges make balancing teaching and your everyday life seem unmanageable. Until now, teacher burnout has been hacked. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, I share my eight-step process I designed to help myself and other teachers navigate our way out of burnout. You see, out of my rock-bottom burnout moment, I learned ways to focus on what I can control while learning ways to let go of the things that are out of my control. My book shines a light on burnout as an opportunity for growth and change, and in it, I empower you to become a burned-in teacher, a happier, more fulfilled, efficient, and effective person in the classroom and in life. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, you will learn the steps you can take to discover your burnout type. Did you know everyone has a type? Take actions that are best for you depending on your type. Move through burnout rather than fight against it. Make time for things that bring you growth and joy and thrive, not just survive, personally and professionally. And of course, to prepare for hardship before it hits and to conquer it when it does. And right now, you can download chapter one for free. That's right, you can start your journey out of burnout using step one of my process on the house. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash free chapter today to get your first chapter on me. And there's no better time. After the year we've had, we deserve to use what I have designed to believe, think, say, and do different things in order to see different results in our lives. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash free chapter to get your free chapter today. You won't be sorry. Burn on. So you had your um, your first child, and then did you just stay home for a few years with them, and then go back to subbing or sub while your baby, you know, was was home? how did that all look? So I had my son; he was due beginning of May, so he ended up coming on April twenty third. So he's almost eight at the mm-hmm. time of recording this. Um, 
and that was of 2014. So um, I took a break until just that next school year. So then okay. I started subbing then and I subbed for a few years in elementary, all grains. And mm-hmm. it was a great way to really experience like the range of grade levels. It was actually really eye-opening in so many different ways. Um, and it was a great way to see different schools um, and just the way different teachers ran their classrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of got kind of a feel of that. So it was actually like such a great experience. And it was more flexible for me while my son was young. And while I didn't feel at that time I could commit to the full time, it was a great way for me to kind of still stay in education because I love teaching and I just, you know, mm-hmm. didn't feel like a that was the right thing for me right then. So I feel like subbing definitely was. Um, and then it was when I was subbing that I realized that a lot of teachers, um, and I knew why, because, you know, I've been a teacher too. A lot of teachers didn't have very great sub plans for me. Mm-hmm. And that is why I actually started making them. I started a TPT store and, um, I didn't really think much of it, but then that's how my teacher mommy began. Okay. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. <laughs> so just check that one off. Yeah. But, uh, wow. So that that actually answers a couple of questions because I I now see where Wife Teacher Mommy came because you you wanted to talk a little bit about about sub planning yeah. and um you know as part of our part of our chat today. But so did you immediately feel a relief when you left teaching full time or did you, you know, did it help you? Did it solve your burnout? Was that a way for you to kind of move through those challenges? Um, I feel. What did that look like for you? So, what did like learning, like getting out of my burnout? Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it was a temporary band aid. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like a permanent one. Um, Obviously, you know, I had a baby. It was my first baby, so I didn't really know what I was doing, and you know, so there was burnout in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Not as much from subbing. I don't feel like subbing really burned me out that much because you, you know. I mean, there were like little moments of panic, like the time where I was like, where are, where are the sub plans? I can't find any sub plans. That was kind of like a little panic. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was nothing where I was like, oh, I am so burned out because it's really like with subbing, you show up and then you leave, you know, it's very mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was when, you know, then I started wife teacher mommy too, and I was subbing and I had a kid, you know, and then I got pregnant again. And yeah. then that's when I'm like, oh, I still get burnout now. As an entrepreneur too. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay. And then I feel like for years, I just kind of like didn't manage it. And it was mm-hmm. actually, and I talk about this on, I think it's episode three of my podcast that I tell kind of my full postpartum, full blown story with my third. Mm-hmm. And this was because I had a baby and I was still like, I feel like I thought like, you know, oh, I'm going to do this business. I work more now lately mm-hmm. than I did even when I was in the classroom. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. It <laughs> um, is. So, it is. I, um, I feel yeah. So like, it was kind of I had all this stuff going on that I was doing with wife, teacher, mommy. And I just had my third kid. There was some family stuff going on. And that is when I had my major postpartum mm-hmm. anxiety. And that is when I found um, – some coaching tools from a life coach. Her name is Lizzie, Lizzie Langston. Mm-hmm. Um, she was certified by the life coach school and I worked with her for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And that gave me some tools where I was able to actually like have something to help me with all this burnout. And I feel like just finding someone who can help you with that is like incredible because yeah. 
there are actual tools out there um, yeah. and different, different ways of doing things, but like just finding whatever works for you, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting that you bring that up because I mean, that's, that's why I created what I created. And that's why I love so much about what you do is you created this, this wonderful business to serve teachers, to help them, to help their substitutes, but also to help their kids, right? Yeah. Um, in addition to other things through your business, because you saw the need and, um, and you needed it yourself as a substitute teacher, right? And right. You know, that's why I created Burn-In Teacher because I didn't have the tools and I didn't have the strategies to deal with this challenge. And I also knew that I didn't want to live there. I didn't want to stay there. So um, I, I love that you and I have that connection where we, we've we built something out of our own experience and out of our own necessity um, to help ourselves to be successful and to not leave this profession. I mean, although you've left the classroom, I believe that it takes so many different kinds to mm-hmm. help teachers to do their jobs. Um, so, but you're so, so right. I mean, those strategies are so, so important in helping you to move through through those challenges. And also your mindset as well. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, burnout is not just in education. It's also in entrepreneurship. It's also in motherhood. Um, it's in you know, life. We'll talk about, yeah, it is. You can't get life. away from it. <laughs> right, right. And good strategies for helping you to move through teacher burnout are good strategies for helping you move through burnout in other areas of your life too. So, so mm-hmm. that's so, so great. Um, I'm glad that you were able to find the help that you needed. So um, so tell us a little bit about wife, teacher, mommy now and who it is for and what it is that you create and how you've now taken all of these experiences you've had in different places in education and kind of put them together in this beautiful package that is uh, wife, teacher, mommy and what it is you do now to help teachers. Yes. So it's kind of crazy how much Wife Teacher Mommy has evolved even in just the last year. Um, mm-hmm. It's been kind of really fun to watch as like the owner of the company. And now it's not just me. Like I have a team member or team members. I have a team who helped me out with Wife Teacher Mommy. Like I'm actually not creating most of the curriculum anymore. I kind of have the vision for it. And then I have these teachers I've hired who help me create the curriculum for it. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing because we all work together and the vision's just been able to grow even more. Um So we create the resources and we launched Wife Teacher Mommy Club, which gives access to all of them. And we also have coaching calls in there. It's just a great time. Um, But one of the big things we're doing um, this summer that you are aware of, you are very involved in this. I am. Um, We are doing an event called Educate and Rejuvenate. And um, all of our members get in for free, but we are also selling um, tickets to attend it live for only $5. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a virtual event for teachers. And Amber is one of our amazing keynote speakers, which we're very excited about. Amber and Brie Richardson from Honest Teacher Vibes are Mm. our keynotes. She's amazing. She is. She's so funny. (laughs) And then we just have like an incredible lineup with so many amazing people. I am like honored that we were even able to put this together. It was, I wouldn't have been able to do it without that team I mentioned, because it was like a lot of outreach and a lot of work just to get it put together. But we believe that it's going to be like the event of the year for teachers. Like Mm. it's going to be such a great time. We have 900 teachers so far who will be able to attend and, um, We'll be selling tickets until June 27th when 
it's the week of the event. So, and we'll have a link to um, we'll have a link to get your tickets um, here in the show notes, and I'll be you know emailing my my list about it and talking about it more on social media, especially after this episode airs, um, to get people you know aware of it um, because I want as many people as I possibly can reach to know about this event. It's going to be really really helpful to a lot of people in different areas and depending on their burnout type, right. Um, so can you tell me a couple of things that you – a couple of resources that you've created that you have seen just have a really big impact on on the teacher community? Absolutely. So um, as I've mentioned before, our top resources are our um, ready-to-go subplans and our editable mm-hmm. subbinders. Um, and that's really where we began. And they're still our top sellers because the, one of the big things I feel like for teachers is like not only is it so much work to be a teacher, but it's more work than any other job to – get a day off, whether it's right. you're sick or you are feeling major burnout and you honestly need to take a mental health day. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Your sick days are a promised benefit of your mm-hmm. job, but you might feel like it's more work to use them because sub planning can take so much time. And that's what we are here for. We make that so much easier for teachers because we have done the planning for you. And we've had tens of thousands of teachers use our sub plans and um, hundreds of thousands use the free version that we have. Um, and you can find that at free subplanning starter kit.com. Um, okay, I'm going to write that down right now because I need that. <laughs> <laughs> a mental health day for me is coming very soon. And that yes. is not a joke. <laughs> and I feel like at the end of the school year, it's like so many teachers are burned out and it's like, and you still have some days you haven't used and it's mm-hmm. like, why not? You know, mm-hmm. what would you say in your experience as a teacher, as a substitute teacher, as a business owner, as a very busy mom, what is some advice that you would share from your experiences that you think could help a teacher who is also burned and unbalanced like you have been yeah. in the past? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the biggest things that have helped you through your most unbalanced times? For me, one of the biggest things that I learned through all the coaching and everything that I've done is to kind of be onto yourself. And like the thoughts that you're having mm. and the what those are creating. Because if you're thinking, oh, I just have so much to do and you're remembering everything on your to-do list and like thinking of every single thing, you are overwhelming yourself. You're kind of putting that on yourself where mm. if you can be like, okay, let's take it one step at a time, you know, or if you're like, instead of I have so much to do, you're like, oh, okay, this is the thing I'm going to do next. You know, you don't mm. need to think about everything. So mm. I feel like that would be my biggest tip and to just remind yourself like, I haven't finished everything. And then you can like be like, and that's okay. I haven't finished it all. That's fine. You know, like mm-hmm. don't need to cause a panic about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because I, I learned that I was getting a new student a few days before um, before we left for spring. Was it spring break? No, it was before. It was last week. It was like last Monday or Tuesday. And then we had Good Friday off. And then I knew we were coming back Monday. We were getting a new student. And that stuff used to freak me out. And I used to tell myself that I had to have every single little thing ready for him or her whenever they came to the classroom. And I would make a ton of work for myself. And honestly, now the only thing that I tell myself I have to have ready when they come to my classroom is their chair and their chair bag and a name tag with their name on it. That is it. And the rest of it will gradually yeah. come because I have other higher priorities yeah. 
than getting every single little thing, getting their names on uh, name on a you know a stick that I draw from a jar, or <laughs> right. putting their name on class dojo, or like that stuff will happen in the moment when it needs to happen, and I refuse to overwhelm mm-hmm. myself and tell myself the story that everything has to be done and everything has to be perfect right away. I'm so so glad that you mentioned that because, as you seem to already know, everything begins and ends with our beliefs and our thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah, and I on. That kind of reminded me of another thing of kind of just setting your like minimum baseline. Like, you know, if I do this today, that is a success. So the minimum Mm -hmm. baseline is something that like, you know, you'll be able to do. Yeah. So then you can feel successful even if you don't hit like, you know, you can have like your floor and your ceiling of what you want to get done. And if you hit the floor, you did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can sometimes, you know, sabotage ourselves by over, by overwhelming and filling up our own plate as well and telling ourselves the story that we have to do all of these things. And not only do we have to do them, but we have to do them perfectly. <laughs> For um, sure. <laughs> we are we are a profession full of type A perfectionist people, people pleaser, <laughs> control freaks, right? And that is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, absolutely. So one more question that I have for you is – Given all that you have experienced, um, you know, throughout all of these different uh, titles related to education, which one have you found the most rewarding for you? Because one thing that I truly believe about what I stand for at Burnin Teacher is that I did not create it to get teachers out of education. I did not create it to make them feel like they have to stay. I help teachers to take their next best steps toward finding themselves and gaining clarity on what they enjoy about the profession and what they enjoy about their own lives and learning their own strengths and honing in on their habits and helping them to set goals and Mm -hmm. to take small steps toward them. So after all this work that you have done and these different things you have done, what is it that you have felt has really fit your values and your personality and your, um, your strengths the most? I would think just running wife, teacher, mommy is actually Mm -hmm. like, I feel like that is really what my career was leading up to is this and the culminating really of just last year, us opening wife, teacher, mommy club and doing this Mm -hmm. event and kind of just, you know, I feel like it's all after seven years really just come together. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's just been really exciting to see like how many educators we can help through Mm -hmm. the club, through our podcast and the event um, so I wouldn't say definitely just this last year of doing yeah. life teacher mommy, like not even, like I'm not even talking about all seven years, but I feel like I'm just mm-hmm. like really in this happy spot with it right now. What I love about what you, what you answered, good answer by the way. Um, <laughs> but what I love that you said is that you said everything was leading up to this moment for me and mm-hmm. there's no way you could have done this job of running wife teacher mommy without being a teacher first. Right. Without then having your babies and then substitute teaching and seeing a need and knowing that you were meant to fill this need. And maybe not even knowing that you were meant to fill this need, but just saying, I can help. Yeah. And probably stumbling along the way and learning a lot of lessons and making mistakes. Like that is something that I continually go back to. There's no way I could have done what I am doing now with teachers and schools and have met the beautiful people that I have met without the struggle, without yeah. doing what I did for so many years and finally coming to a point where I had to draw a line in the sand and say, this is enough. Enough is enough for me in this space. 
And when I say that, I mean feeling the feelings that I was having and continuing to do the things that I was doing and seeing terrible results in my life <laughs> and deciding that I knew that I wasn't alone and that I that I could help. Yeah. So that's I, – I love that, that you said it that way, that you really are giving credit to your journey and to the growth that you've seen because of your burnout. Yeah. And the burnout is so much of it. Like it started with the burnout in the classroom and then the burnout mm-hmm. from, you know – all the different burnouts that I felt over mm-hmm. the years, like from the, all the babies and like, oh, wait, being an entrepreneur is a ton of burnout too, you know? And then now <laughs> no, it's I've like, been you there. know, and I'm still working. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I've made it. I'm finally like, you know, I still have stress like all the time and you always mm-hmm. will, but it's like, you know, really just finding that like, oh yeah, this is where it was mm-hmm. all headed, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for some teachers, it, one th- one thing too that I want to make sure that I'm clear about, and I know that you will be on the same page with me, is that this this path isn't everybody's path. Oh no, not everybody's not everybody's desire is to become a podcaster and to run an online business or even leave the classroom. Their desire is just to do this job that they love, and then go home. And yeah. Either whether they're single and they just want their time with their friends or themselves, or they have you know a partner and they want to just get home with them or you know, do a hobby that they've always enjoyed or be home with their kids. They just want to do this job and then close the door and then go home and then come back and do it well again and then go. You don't always have to want to do something completely different. No, not at all. And honestly, like I'm completely on the same page with you. I feel like we're all on the same team and it's Mm -hmm. like all the players on the team are needed. Yeah. um, You know, absolutely. And it's like, you know, teachers, they need people like us to support them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and many like you are doing both, which I think is incredible. (laughs) Um, Incredible or insane. I haven't decided (laughs) yet because I'm really, (laughs) let's just, let's have a quick little session here. No, I'm just kidding. About the lack of balance that I have been having lately. But no, that's for another podcast episode, my friends. Um, but yeah, it's it's extremely difficult. And I think, like you said, we're all players on the same team doing the best that we can to to serve our people. Yep. And to, um, you know, at the end of the day, we all want, you know, the kids to have the best education they can exactly. and the most engaging, engaging education, but also that their teacher, you know, has the balance they need in their life so they can be there for their students, but also for themselves. 110%. I agree with you. We have to take care of ourselves so we can take care of our kids, right? Both biological and in our classrooms. Yes, both. (laughs) Well, Kelsey, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience today? I'm just so grateful to have you here to share your story. I'm so grateful for having you here or for, well, for being here. (laughs) We're interviewing for my podcast right after, so my brain just kind of <laughs> we're we're stacking. We're we're doing yes, some, we some are. Here. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share that you think that maybe I left out or forgot to ask? Um, not really that I can think of, but I'm just so grateful for being here today, and that you are going to be part of our event, which I think is going to be so fabulous. And I hope that your listeners got a lot out of this episode, and um. We would love to see them at the event as well because Amber is going to be amazing and it's going to be so much fun. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey. And we will have all of the links that you need. Anything that we talked about here, we'll have in the show notes. And we hope to see you at the event. Tell us the title of it again. Educate and Rejuvenate. Oh my gosh. It's going to be amazing. So thank you so much, Kelsey, for being here. And my friends, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on, everyone. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.